I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters Innovation, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to be a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Gary Melling on the line, and he's president and CEO over at Acquired Insights. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. All right, so uh, excited to get your uh, your take on what's going on in AI today. I mean, that, that's your area of focus and how that applies to firms and how they can use it. Um, but before we get into all that, let's let's just start off with a basic overview of what you're doing over at Acquired Insights. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Sure, thank you. Well, we're a strategic management consulting and systems aggregation firm. Um, our primary focus is on delivering applied artificial intelligence and machine learning. We also work in predictive analytics, uh, cybersecurity, cryptocurrency, blockchain, humanoid robotics, chatbots, and 3D avatars. So our focus is really to result in immediate, measurable, and scalable value for our clients. And we do that by providing through these tools uh, really real-time business decision support. Uh, we deliver these solutions by our own team and with our own IP, but we also collaborate with a small handful of world-class AI firms and think tanks, uh, typically those that have a reputation for leading-edge thoughtware and superior delivery capability. Through us, our clients are basically in a position where they can get access to global thought leaders that would otherwise be unavailable to them. So uh, when you take a look at artificial intelligence, when you get into the bits and bytes and algorithms and so on, what we do really is hard. It, it's, it's rocket science. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart, and it's only for those clients that truly want to differentiate themselves from their competitors. Let's uh, let's go a little bit further down that path of scalable value because I don't want to I don't want to glance over that because that, that's a real specific term um, and and I don't I don't when you said it's for a certain type of client um, I don't know that everybody understands exactly what scalable value means and how it applies to them and their and their workforce. Sure, um, a lot of organizations engage in projects, uh, <clears throat> whether they're internal projects or projects for their clients. Uh, uh, where really the, the value at best is incremental. Uh, you take mm -hmm. a look at uh, a CIO in a mid-sized company, uh, they may have anywhere from 20 to 300 projects that they're going to engage in over the year. Uh, they look for budget, business cases, all kinds of details, but in the end, the return on investment, um, some of the other metrics that are used by finance people, internal rate of return, and so on, uh, offer companies usually about you know, 10 to 15% return on investment per year, which basically means that it would take you know, somewhere around uh, six to seven years, really, to acquire a 100% return on investment. Uh, I worked for years on Wall Street doing ERP implementations uh, back in the 90s, doing Y2K and so on. And despite the fact that we worked on large, you know, multinational projects, sometimes two, three, four hundred million dollars, um, the question was always, what's the ROI going to be? And and I think that you know the jury's still out in a lot of cases. Uh, if an organization was going to do an ERP implementation, it would not be for an ROI. 
uh, I think that that's a misnomer. Uh, typically, what they're going to do is is want to have a consolidated look of their organization, and that's a tremendous value add, uh, but it doesn't necessarily bring the high ROI. Um, if you take a look at the work that's now being done in artificial intelligence, by contrast and comparison, mm -hmm. we're typically in a position where within, oh, somewhere between three to six months, we're already offering an ROI. And typically within nine to maybe 24 months on the outside for a large global project, uh, we offer a 100% ROI. So when you compare the 15% per year using traditional metrics and technology to implement solutions and you compare it to what we can now do with artificial intelligence and track uh, ROI, internal rate of return, and so on, there's a massive difference between what historically was available to support scalable value and what artificial intelligence now can actually fast track and, and provide that value much, much faster. Can you give me an example, and you don't have to use the company's name or anything of that, of course, of that nature, of course, um, if you don't want to, but can you give me an example of, uh, of how you were able to um, implement a process or piece of technology that was able to, you know, deliver on what you just mentioned? Because I've heard, I mean, I hear these stories all the time, and for people that haven't been listening to my podcast um, that long, um, they may not be aware that what you're saying is real. Like, uh, 100% ROI is possible with the right process improvement up with the right, the perfect form, right? The right um, company, the right size, all these things. But can you just give us an example to put a little bit of meat on that? Sure. Um, okay. So we had uh, we had an organization come to us about two years ago uh, in the financial services. Uh, they were interested in basically uh, hiring more people uh, to do an underwriting function. And currently had about 100 underwriters. Uh, they came to us and said, listen, we'd like to hire 50 more to increase our productivity. Uh, because of the compliance and report requirements and so on in the financial services industry, it takes a tremendous amount of time to fill in reports. And, and these aren't just once a year. This is once a month or ad hoc mm -hmm. reports and so on. The, the reporting effort is, is, has really increased over the last several years. Uh, what this has meant for this particular organization is that their underwriters uh, about eight years ago were able to underwrite approximately seven to eight projects per day. Uh, now with the increased requirements in reporting, those same underwriters are only capable of completing about two projects a day. So wow. pent-up demand for internal productivity that wasn't being realized. And in fact, uh, by hiring 50 more people, uh, the the advice we gave to this organization is you're, you're at best only going to have a marginal increase. So instead of underwriting two projects a day, you might get to three projects a day. But wow. you're certainly going to recoup that eight, you know, nine, ten kind of uh, that you mm -hmm. that you're shooting for. What we did is we took a look at uh, using um, what we call a robo underwriter. We modeled the behavior of their best underwriters. Uh, of course, everything we did is is compliant, and and uh, the solutions we provide are not black box; they're what's called white box, meaning that mm -hmm. the clients actually see uh, the calculations and everything that are happening all along the way. If, if the client was interested in being trained on how to use these tools, they could actually uh, manage and, and uh, utilize the system by themselves. Most opt for us to do that. Um, so we came in, um, they had tried a variety of different things. Uh, they had thought, well, how hard can this be? 
you know, if we use artificial intelligence, it's still fairly young, and we should be able to master this by ourselves. Now, we've been at this for over 15 years. Uh, they decided to do a couple of different things. One thing they decided to do was to, to uh, license a solution out of the box. Um, that was an abject failure. Um, we had said in advance to them, look, you're not going to find a solution out of the box that's going to meet your needs. What you need truly is a customized solution. Uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago, when you used the word customized in the, within the topic of software, customized equaled expensive. But now there are so many tools available. Um, there are open source algorithms. There are a variety of tools that are either no cost or low cost. And, and yes, there are some elements that are proprietary and so on. But the cost, the overall cost for implementing these kind of leading edge technologies has come way, way down. Um, and the, the fact of the matter is a solution out of the box isn't going to, to offer them any, any real value. Uh, that was a failure. They then decided, well, there are, uh, you know, so many startups out there. Why don't we go up to the marketplace and, and acquire one? Uh, well, we coached them on buyer beware. There are a lot of new startups and, you know, recent grads. And, and again, these recent grads, grads are very excited. They're, they've come out of, a, in, in many cases, a fine academic environment. But what they bring to the table are academic experience. They don't have mm -hmm. real-world experience in, let's say, preserving the business continuity of the organization while they're actually engaging in a, in a digital transformation. So uh, we had suggested to them they be very careful uh, in how they do their due diligence. Uh, they went out into the marketplace, identified six companies uh, that they were considering um, for acquisition, at least one. After a, a couple of months, we got a call back from them saying it didn't work out. And we said, why? And they said, well, um, unfortunately, you know, the startup really didn't have any IP. Um, and they didn't have the experience that we needed. And, and so we, we figured it would be a, a bad situation to pursue actually doing the acquisition. We'd have more learning than we anticipated. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the third way, the third solution they tried uh, was to say, well, we think we've learned enough from the first two experiences. We've got some very smart people in the organization. Let's supplement them by adding some strategic hires, and we'll build our own capability internally. And that, too, was a failure. Um, this is not one of those things where you can just read the flap of a book and become an expert <laughs> yeah. overnight. Uh, and so they realized through this, this now year and a half later, uh, wow. servicing them very well. On top of that, uh, we had counseled them to say, listen, regardless of what you do, let's take a look at your cybersecurity and make sure you've got everything buttoned down. Um, and uh, they chose not to. And unfortunately, they were hit by a ransomware attack uh, that was costing them over a million dollars a day for a couple of oh. weeks and, uh, uh, you know, distributed denial of services and clients couldn't log in and their brand took a hit. There, there were just all kinds of problems. They finally came back to us recently and said, listen, we, we've learned from our mistakes. You're absolutely right. Um, now, of course, they, they, what they admitted was that had we engaged you right from the beginning, we not only would have had a customized solution that met all of our needs, we would be able to now be in a position where we would be two years into using that system, and uh, by the COO's own calculations, 
uh, not only would we have recouped that lost productivity down to two projects a day and built it up to 10 or 12 projects a day, that alone would have been responsible for generating another $2 billion worth of revenue for them. So, um, you know... My heart, Gary, my heart. (laughs) I I know, I know. And unfortunately, you know, artificial intelligence has been around for 50, 60 years, but unfortunately it Mm -hmm. really hasn't been adopted in a significant commercial way uh, Mm -hmm. until recently. And so... Again, there are a lot of uh, pundits out there, a lot of people um, that talk a good story. But the question I think a lot of business leaders have to ask themselves, and it's tough. It's tough. If you've got a business leader who's a year or two away from retirement, and they've been successful in building a 30-, 40-year career, and they've done it without artificial intelligence, it's a quantum leap for them to say, okay, I'm going to put my legacy on this new technology I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And if it goes south, there's my reputation gone. So many of them just kind of hunker down and continue doing what they've always done. But I, I, I really think that what that does is a disservice not only to them but to the organization because while they take longer to make up their minds to actually do something, their competitors are all over it. And so we're seeing more and more companies uh, pulling away from the pack because of that early AI adoption. Man, I love it, Gary, and that that is an amazing story on uh, on what AI can do, and uh, and you know the, I, I guess you gave us the good, the bad, and the ugly of AI from all different angles. Man, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I just I had to, I had to get your vantage point on that because I and I wasn't expecting a couple billion dollar story, so thank you for that. Um, so, Gary. If, uh, if somebody is listening to this right now and uh, they do want more information on Acquired Insights or to learn more about um, the company, what's the best way for them to reach out? Well, we have a, a 1-800 number, 1-800-627-4151. Uh, that's uh, North America, toll-free. And they can also reach out to us via email, uh, info at aiinc.cloud info at aiinc.cloud. Fantastic. Well, hey, Gary, it's been awesome having you on the show today. I um, really appreciate you coming on and sharing more about what you're doing over at Acquired Insights and also what providing scalable value actually means. So I um, appreciate all of that. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I uh, hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, but also uh, if you're watching this on our Mission Matters Innovation uh, YouTube channel, then leave us some comments in the comment section. Love to hear your thoughts on uh, AI, what's going on in te- and what's going on in technology. And uh, Gary, thanks again for coming on the show.